Hey there, it's Kelly. Welcome to the Kelly Lepsha podcast, where it is no longer an option. It is essential to take control of your health. This show is going to be your ultimate guide towards living an extraordinary life. Each week, I'll be sharing my tried and true tips to get out of feeling just fine. That's my four letter word to become feeling fabulous. I will also have my colleague and friend, Dr. Heidi Arasabal, joining us weekly to share a deeper dive together into the science of thriving, understanding aging, and how to turn back the clock, as well as actionable steps to start taking control of your health now. Now, from time to time, I'll bring on additional brilliant minds in both the field of mind and body wellness to support your journey in truly living an extraordinary life. So if you're a woman out there who maybe feels like crap, or I don't know, maybe you've just lost your kind of zest in life, or you do feel like you're fine, but you know you're just not truly living, then this podcast is the place for you. So Dr. Heidi, we will jump into this today because I know that we have so much goodness to talk about and share. And we're kind of thinking about this, everybody, as part two from our last podcast episode that we were really talking about protein and the intake and how much we need and the difference and what we get from plant proteins and that there's really a variety of sources. But after that, the conversation came up of so many people about, well, what about shakes? Well, what about all the protein shakes that are out there? How do you know they're clean? What should I use? How do you make them so that you can still feel like you're getting a nutritional value? without what we were talking about earlier is right making it into like this metabolic nightmare <laughs> that most people it might be really tasty you guys but most people probably are adding a little bit too much yeah yeah you guys dr heidi has so much knowledge in both of our programs we have so many women that really want to increase their protein so let's even start there dr heidi just as a quick reminder to everybody if they listen most of the time we need to hear things multiple times to sink in anyways so let's just start with how much protein on an, for an average woman, like should we be, you know, ingesting or consuming? Great question. And I get it all the time. The RDA. Okay. So the standard recommendation, this isn't anything that some, you know, offshoot medical people are doing. The RDA recommends 1.2 grams per body weight. What the research is coming up and showing is actually are more closely to 1.5. And when you say body weight, really current body weight or truly ideal body weight, maybe or their goal body weight. If you're overweight, then you want to do your goal body weight. If you're at a weight that you find comfortable, easy to maintain, and I highly recommend, highly recommend, side note, that you find a weight that you're comfortable in, not that you're yo-yoing because the yo yo-yoing even five pounds here, six pounds there all the time, and you're having to make an effort all the time with a weight, it causes so much stress that it keeps on weight and it's just a vicious cycle. So find a weight that you feel comfortable in and eat the protein to that weight. But it's really about your goal weight. And if you have, let's say 20 pounds over, then cut it back to what your goal weight is, but really hit that goal weight. Yeah, you guys, 2024, Here's the talk of the town right now is if you're paying attention to where health and wellness is going, especially for aging women, it is talking and pushing us to eat food. (laughs) 
we've really stopped eating a lot of food. And so it is pushing us to eat real whole food and get our protein and work out. Like ladies, it is our time, right? We need to be lifting and working out. So we're going to be talking about this in 2024 because the other thing that's going to go along with that, that if we're not getting enough of protein and anyways, it leads to a cascade of events that we don't want moving forward. We want to optimize our health today because we're really projecting. I always say to people is, you know, if you think about those storybooks, or a great movie and somebody tells you the end. Somebody tells you the end of the book, what happens, right? So we know the end, but we don't know how we got there. You need to think of yourself 20 years from now, know your end. You know the end of the story. You see yourself vibrant, lifting, playing with grandkids, traveling, like just no big deal. You see this. So now it's up to you to choose the storybook or the movie to get you to the end, to get you to the conclusion of that movie. If you guess and you don't know and you're unsure, wow, I wouldn't trust that ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't want yeah. that ending because who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and not having that clear sort of point of reference of ending leaves us a little bit cascading through the wind, just kind of going to and fro. And that just makes us very susceptible to misinformation. It's just not... Bad fads that's a great one fads is a great one you know the foreshadowing our life right now is foreshadowing what the end's going to be like and what the future is going to be like make it what you want Mm -hmm. because health is a commitment right because you want to be healthy your whole life 100 Mm -hmm. i just was on with some women and the word i i'll try came up and i said okay let's stop right there let's back this up Because then that means you're not committed. You're already giving yourself an out. You're already giving yourself the excuse. It's okay if you don't do the thing. So do you want to be healthy? Do you want to commit to this lifestyle or not? Because once you've made the commitment, then all the decisions are easy. Yeah. Commitment's a key. And you know, when you say try, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's the message in the back of the mind. Do it once, maybe, you know, a couple times. And then before you know it, yeah. I absolutely remember when you're in the childbearing years I'll just use moms you know because that's why we have a lot who listen to us and talk to us and who we work with but when you're a mom you're lifting babies you're lifting the diaper pail you're doing all this so this action this movement you are doing weight training just day to day and now is your time to actually really go do it and keep it going because you, you've you been doing it, whether you know it or not, you've been doing it. And on that, you were probably trying to work out because most moms that I know do, they're pushing the stroller, running with the kids. And you know when the kids are in school, they're lifting their weight or doing their yoga. So you're doing all those things. Now's not the time as they've moved out of the house and you have the time to back off. Now's the time to push even harder, but you have to fuel to do it so you don't get injured, so your bones stay strong and your brain stays awake. Oh, gosh. You guys, I love that because I've been traveling a lot lately. I was getting on an airplane and there was two young moms, like new moms. One had, both of them had their little babies on them. One had 
a car seat here, another, I think the attachment to the car seat in like, you know, big bag she's carrying. She's all like this and the baby's on her. The other one is trying to snap the holder in the stroller and the airline stewardess is trying to like help her and it won't like snap. And so the lady is holding the baby and she's doing all of it. And I thought, no wonder we become these super women. Like, holy smokes, look what we're doing. I remember I can hold the baby and the groceries. And no, I got it. Like, so yeah, we're really- I got my own handbag on the end of my foot. I mean, it's like, it's amazing what moms do, right? Yeah. And then it is no wonder when all of that time kind of stops and our bodies start to change naturally that if we don't go after it, because we've really been doing it, whether we thought about it or not. Yeah. It's like, now it's really go time. Yeah. So it's not, I've never done that before. Oh, yes, you have. (laughs) It's just now we got to up the ante and hit it. This is your time. This is your time. So you guys, let's go back to protein shakes, because that was a big question after our last podcast is, what do I look for in a protein source? Because there are literally maybe even thousands, I was going to say hundreds, but there are so many options at every grocery store, Whole food store, Amazon, every, you know, network marketing. I mean, there's just protein powders everywhere. So let's just go through some of the basics that are like, you got to be sure you're looking for this. Yeah. That's such a great question because there are thousands of them. There's the pea protein, there's the whey, there's the egg, there's the beef, and they all claim to be the best, right? And here's kind of what the science says. The beef protein, grass-fed, clean protein powder is going to be the closest to our own metabolic makeup. It's going to be the closest thing to actually sitting down and eating animal product that is most like our own genetic makeup. So we get the most benefit from that. The egg, pretty close again, but doesn't quite make it there. The whey, pretty close, doesn't quite make it there. Pea proteins, plant proteins, things like that. The problem with those is they're not a complete protein. And so you're lacking some of those essential amino acids to really make the effects that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So you either have to add other things to it to make it more complete, or you have to eat 20% more of that plant protein to actually equal somewhat of the protein that the requirement that we need. So be a label reader. Look at not just what's, I have one here, not just, oh, those are nice ingredients, but look down here, what else is in there? Yes. Are there food colorings? Are there phthalates? Are there synthetics? You know, there's stuff in a lot of these things, fillers. So read the labels and be discerning when you are choosing those to make sure they are derived from real product. And they say when they're synthetic, part of them cannot be derived when they say it's a plant protein. A lot of it are plant proteins, but some of them are synthetic plant proteins. So they're not as real as you think. (laughs) And so do you guys know, I had this conversation the other day when I was talking to somebody about them taking something synthetic. They didn't know what I was talking about. So I was talking about like medications, drugs, supplements, right? And so you just want to go through quickly, like what does synthetic mean? Yeah, synthetic means recreated in the like. 
of those substances. So they're AI generated. Yeah, right. <laughs> AI. Made in a lab. They're not the real deal. They're not the real deal. It's not a piece of broccoli processed, powdered, and you get the whole broccoli. There's a broccoli-like substance that matches as close as they can, but never can do it completely, um, and put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to make sure you guys are understanding because you really want to get the real deal. And then other things Heidi to maybe look for is sometimes there's when you were talking about the artificial, you know, flavors and how about some sugars and stuff like that? Because sometimes there, I mean, there's a lot in there or maybe along that same line, do you have right now, there's several apps out there that people can scan products to see like how good they are. Do you use anything like that? I don't. I have like lab door and other websites that I go to, to put in what are some of the recent studies? What is this made of? And that kind of thing. So I have other ways to go. I would love an app to do it a real quick check. So if you have a list of those, maybe you can pop them down. I just don't have them, but I think they're very handy because we just don't know. Yeah. But I will say that if a product has words you can't pronounce, Look it up. Absolutely. Find out what it is. What <laughs> is like, it? What is that? So be an avid <laughs> consumer, right? Use yeah. your phone. A lot of my products, I use an app called Think Dirty for food. I have a specific app I use to see if things have gluten in it, but it's more geared towards gluten. So, but I will make sure in the show notes that everybody knows and finds like what would be the couple apps I should be having and looking for to make it easy. But yeah, if you can't yeah. pronounce it, probably not a good idea to be in your body. Yeah. And some of the other sugars, you just don't, you don't want any fructose. (laughs) Don't want fructose. It's naturally occurring in our fruit, but in that form, it's digestible. In the synthetic form, which is what it would be in anything added, it's not. And it can be inflammatory. Lohan, the stevia seems to be okay for some people, but it can't be several different or the first thing on the label. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if it tastes too sweet, check it out because Lohan can be very sweet, but it doesn't spike insulin and so forth. And also notice that if you ingest it and you go, oh, that's nice and sweet. But if you're hungry or tired two hours after taking it, could have spiked your insulin. Yes. I think it's very, very helpful because there's just so much out there. And so just know, like, you know, what do you not eat beef? Are you a vegetarian? Do you can't take dairy? I mean, you find your preferences and then you can probably find a pretty clean source and try a few, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously look at the ingredients of everything, but when you find a few good ones, try them all and see what you like the most. Look at the protein grams. Cause sometimes, you know, I used to use one that it didn't have that much. It was like 16 grams in a scoop. And I thought that was great. I'm like, Ooh, that's not enough. Yeah. But you also have to look at quality versus quantity. So Mm -hmm. you may have a protein drink that per scoop or per serving is, you know, 20 grams of protein. But if it's got gobs of stuff in it, what are you really deriving from that, of that protein? Whereas some of the other ones that are, that's all you're, you're getting is beef powder tastes kind of beefy. And maybe there's only 10 grams per serving but you're absorbing all of that 10 grams. So it's also about, you know, of what you're getting, how much quality are you getting with that? 
And when you muck it up with all kinds of other things, which we can come back to the shakes, you lose the benefit or you lose the absorbency. So let's go there. I mean, because most people aren't willing to just take their powder, throw it in water, shake it up and drink it. And that's actually what it's intended for or a coconut milk or something like that. Easy on the go, shake it up, drink it. It's not to like make a dessert out of it. Right. I mean, you can, but (laughs) right. So most of the people will come in and say, well, I ask, well, what do you have in the morning? And well, I don't have time to really eat. So I just do a shake. Okay. What's in the shake? And they'll start, well, do a little coconut milk. And then I put in my kale and then I put in my spinach and then I put in my blueberries and my strawberries and a little bit of pineapple. Sometimes I'll throw apple in there. And I was like, no, you just had how much fruit, (laughs) right? One piece of fruit is going to be sufficient for flavoring or sweetening a drink. Leave the rest to vegetables, but vegetables are also naturally sweet. A lot of people don't like beets, but oh my gosh, are they super sweet when you eat them? Some people think they taste like dirt, but a lot of the things, carrots have natural sweeteners in them that those are better for you and they won't spike your insulin. Fruit as good as it is, we really only want two pieces of fruit a day. We want to get those two pieces of fruit a day, but we can't load up the morning with those two pieces of fruit because that sets the stage for our insulin all day long. And then we get these insulin spikes and that's makes for anxiety, depression, craving carbs, brain fog, irritability, body aches. And I have to say, I could probably about 50% of the women I talk to are eating shakes and they think that's the best or they're trying to lose weight. And so they're taking shakes and think that's the best, but they're adding all this to it. Yeah. Or what they're doing is so drastic to lose weight. It's also maybe not sustainable. And there's two different things, you guys. Are you looking to really lose weight or are you looking to sustain and make sure you're in optimal nutrients and getting your protein? And that's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about losing weight right now. So just to kind of side note of making that clear. So it should be pretty simple ingredients. If you want to blend some stuff in like just a few things, it shouldn't be 10. Yeah, absolutely. And it shouldn't be dessert in the morning. <laughs> it shouldn't be dessert ever. Dessert is just kind of, should be a treat and should be very, very small. But it just should be more protein-based in the morning, good fats, and you are good to go through the whole day. You've set that stage. You've given your body what it needs, what it's coming out of a fast through the night of sleeping. You're giving it what it needs, and it, it will be a very efficient machine given that good data. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. So think about that is you're not trying to make it delicious. And so the other question, Heidi, what about, we really talk about adding in nut butters in it. Cause that's the other thing a lot of people add is a nut butter or avocado, which those aren't, I mean, I guess you'd say avocado is more of a fruit than a vegetable. I don't know. It acts more like a really good veggie, <laughs> even though technically it's a fruit, it doesn't tend to spike blood sugars or insulin. And so we really throw it more into the good fat category. Those are great to add in, into shakes. What was the other one you... The nut butters. The nut butters. Again, nut butters, if you get naturally clean organic ones, 
they have natural sweetener just by what they are, right? So nut butters are actually quite good because it gives you that sweet, that gives you feeling of satiation and feeling full. People who have a tendency for hypoglycemia, that is kind of a great go-to, get a nut butter to give you a good fat, a good protein, and a little bit of sweet to stabilize your, your insulin. And so you can do that, you know, different times that's getting in the weeds, but do you want to start the day with that? It's okay. Cause it is a good protein. It is a good fat, but you want more of your protein in there than that. It should be just a little scoop, not a half a jar. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was going to say with that, that's the other misconception that I'm hearing that a lot of people are having their shake for breakfast, but really the shake should be in addition to the breakfast yes. oftentimes. So well, ladies, yes. I want you guys to really understand that is we're talking about, you need to be sure you're having, you know, if we talk about bookending your days of big things of protein in the morning, if you think you're eating two eggs and that's good. That's 12 grams of protein. That's it. If you're eating yeah. your shake. And even if your shake has 20, 24 grams of protein, it's really also not enough. Now, if you think you're too full, but it's probably because you're adding all the other things. If you're just shaking it up with a little bit of your almond milk or coconut milk or something, then it's like, okay, and let me eat my food, right? Mm -hmm. That's extra and let me eat my food. Yeah. Well, the shake is in and of itself theoretically nutritious, right? It's the process of eating, seeing, cooking, and allowing the body to derive the nutrients from that protein, aka amino acids, to then make neurotransmitters, to help with our muscle building, to help with muscle repair, you know, all the things that protein and amino acids do, but they're essential to our mood. <laughs> so think about and, that and as you're saying. <laughs> so you want to set a good mood for the morning. You can have a little bit of shake. Don't make it a meal, just have the shake and then go have a meal that has some protein in it, veggie, that kind of thing. Breakfast for dinner, dinner for breakfast rather. But it's not just shake, 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 because then our digestive tract tends to slow down because it doesn't have anything to really process and make a stool and, and do all that stuff that it really loves to do because that's what it's designed to do. Yeah. You guys, okay. Let's just back up, Heidi, for the lay person, because everybody gets in the weeds of, wait, you're talking about proteins. You're just saying something about amino acids. You're talking about neurotransmitters. What, what, what? <laughs> You and I, it's like common language, but I want everybody to understand this kind of step one, step two, step three. And without it, like we need all of that for positive brain function and all the other function of the body. But let's kind of walk through what breaking down proteins are and mm -hmm. why we need these amino acids. And if we don't, some people even supplement with amino acids. We were talking about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we need the protein because we derive so many things from it, but mainly what we get from the protein, aside from, you know, collagen peptides and things like that is amino acid base. And the amino acids are the things that help the production of neurotransmitters. So in this day and age of people battling depression and anxiety at unbelievable levels. Why aren't we talking about the food we're eating? Because it's not our body just going into a deficit like, oh, okay, I'm not going to make any more dopamine. Eh, I'm tired of making GABA, right? <laughs> it doesn't just do that, but it needs the signal to do so. 
And the signal comes from amino acids. So you guys, I just want to break a pause for a second to say neurotransmitter. So neuro meaning brain function, neurological function, obviously neuro can be your whole spinal cord and everything, but we're really talking about what's happening in the brain, the signals that are sent. So neuro to the brain and transmitters is think about it as a super highway, things talking, things communicating. So things can, one communicates to this to make this. So that's what Dr. Heidi was saying, you guys, in order to make what we need to boost our mood is we need that super highway to communicate to the brain to say, hey, make this. And so therefore, these things are all necessary. That's why when someone's like, I'm on the cookie diet, I'm on this diet, I just eat shakes. I did like, oh, your just body's not getting it all, honey. Like, uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) uh-uh. Yeah. Think of amino acids. I loved your super highway idea because think of those amino acids as cars going to your mood, going to your brain, going to your response systems. Can your immune system turn on? Can you run fight or flight from any danger? Can you get a bug and recover quickly? You know, these kinds of things. Think of those cars loaded with money. Think of them as loaded with money. You want more money on the highway, right? Exactly. I want plenty of money, right? Plenty I can money. Draw Who wants out. less money? Who wants less right? money? <laughs> right? So it's all about loading those cars, those amino acids, lots of money getting to where they need to go. And that is derived from our protein, among other things, right? When we have muscles, it supports our bones, our nervous system, our vasculature. It's when those become weak, everything else starts to become weak. Okay. So let's piggyback to that. Cause we were talking about strength training. We're talking about us aging women, developing muscle mass. We were talking about protein, but for the audience out there, and I hope you guys maybe have already made the connection, but for some of you, you're like, what does muscle mass have to do with eating protein and all these neurotransmitters? Like, can I just eat protein and all the neurotransmitters will work? What, how is it connected to building muscle in my body? Maybe let's just back up a smidgen to talk about that. Great point. So when we get that protein and we make that amino acid and we send these signals and we get the muscles, we have to move the muscles. We have to activate the muscles and the mere activation of those muscles then turning on. Okay. Activation, activation, turning on those muscles, those fibers, those nerve endings, and they stay on. It keeps sort of a self feeding loop of response, rest, response, rest. And it just keeps doing that and it can handle things and it's prepared. It's the preparedness of our body for aging, for hormone shifts, for illness. You know, if we fall down and break something, you know, repair and our brain, our brain's a muscle and it relies on the feedback from our muscles, our proprioception, our all the neurochemicals that go back and forth that our, our muscles tell our brain and it keeps it active. It's an amazing synergistic machine. We just have to give it the right data in terms of food and movement and rest. You guys, this is so good. And I really believe, I know it is hard to change paradigms. I know it's hard to change the beliefs or what was taught to us years ago, but there is new information. We do know so much more. Unfortunately, those old paradigms are still being talked about. So our brains want to hold on to things. 
So ladies, this whole stigma of being stick thin, right? No, if you want longevity and health, you need to build muscles and you need to be eating protein. Yeah. And this, we could be in a whole other thing, but the research on the overweight, you know, we all know being overweight is this and this and this, and it's, it's all those things. But what we're finding is being underweight is equally, if not more detrimental to our health and brain and our longevity. So that's why I stress you have to find a weight you're comfortable with and not the image you think that's out there. People don't look like that there, right? It's, we're not thin little rails. We're not meant to be. And it goes against the blueprint of how we function, how we activate our brain, nervous system, et cetera. Wow. You guys, so I hope this was really helpful. And if anybody wants more information of like, hey, can you just give me a little cheat sheet for protein or whatever, right? You know, we will put together something for you because, or literally just Google, ask AI, whatever, like we're the best sources for protein. Today, we can get information at our fingertips. You don't ask me to ask us, can you give me this PDF? Can I download it? You'll never, you'll download it and you'll never even look at it. You guys, I know that because that's what people do. Like, yeah, I want the thing. (laughs) You never even looked at it. Just go to the grocery store, ask Siri, ask AI, ask Google, find some things that you like and try some new things. Yeah. If you love shakes, then go just be sure you're getting clean sources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't make it dessert. (laughs) Like dessert. (laughs) Be okay with, you know what? The resiliency, right? Resiliency in life is resiliency in our health and resiliency is putting up with not so great tasting shake or not working out. And I hate working out. You know, the people said, I just hate working out, but it's about life. So be uncomfortable for a short amount of time to have a long, comfortable life. You guys, I love that. We're going to end on that, Dr. Heidi, right? Be uncomfortable for a short period in your life to have a comfortable life. That is so beautiful, you guys. Well, I hope this brought value to you. I hope it just kind of like opened your eyes to what you're eating and how to be sure you're checking to see, are you getting enough protein and how to add more protein in your day without that metabolic cascade? Because, you know, metabolic health is, is key. And that's again for another topic. So next week, I think we're going to bring you some information on omegas. Yeah. Why it's important to keep your fatty acids, your essential fatty acids in balance and the effect that that has and the synergy it has with your protein diet. (laughs) Okay. All right, you guys. So we just thought, let's start talking about this. So you're really going into 2024 with the knowledge you need to live that long life. Absolutely. See you all soon. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. And by the way, if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. And it's actually the number one way that you can support this podcast is to share this with a friend who might benefit from listening as well. My hope is that after the episode today, you've had fun and you have a deeper understanding of how to take control of your health and that you have tools to start living extraordinary today. For more in-depth tools or to learn more about my programs, head on over to kellylupsha.com. That's K-E-L-L-I-E-L-U-P-S-H-A.com. And if you have any more questions, feel free to message me over at Instagram 
or just either email them to me over at kelly at the and I'll answer them on the show.